Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you've been enjoying our episodes lately. I want to share with you one of my favorite interviews I have ever done. This was for the Paul Mitchell students. It was in 2021 where I share my story and advice for the beauty industry. This is just one of my favorite interviews. It covers my story really well and gives some amazing advice for future professionals and stylists in general. So I hope that you enjoy and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey everybody and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. Awesome. Thanks Jen and welcome brothers and sisters to the call and to all the campuses of all the beautiful future professionals. We are in for a treat today. Uh, you know, great habits take repetition. We've had the pleasure to bring you some of the most wonderful industry talent to tell them to tell us how their consistent behaviors take them to the next level. And today this beautiful woman is kind of really close to my heart, although I know her a little and then I know her a lot. Um, I've watched her grow as a young future professional from the North Haven School. And thanks to her intuition, her self-realizations and just her, you know, attitude to be successful has changed many, many lives. And uh, today, without further ado, I'm going to shut up and introduce the wonderful Gina Bianca. So Gina, welcome. And I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Jen, for your tech. Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, my name is Gina Bianca. I am a stylist, a salon owner, an educator, a podcaster, life and business coach, a lot of different hats I wear. But something I love to share is that it all started with my cosmetology license. Um, I started my career in the industry at Paul Mitchell, the school, and I always say that I have the best education money can buy. And, you know, one of my biggest passions is to share that and to be a part of the schools. I love to speak with you guys, and I hope that you feel comfortable asking me any questions. Please feel free to use the chat and, you know, communicate with me on here. And if you now is your chance, ask me a question. But if you're a little shy and you want to ask me later, you can always DM me at I am Gina Bianca on Instagram. Instagram. I do respond when I can. Um, and if I don't respond it's probably cause I didn't see it. So feel free to message me again. Um, I really love to connect with you guys and I'm here for you. I know it's a weird time to be in the industry. It's just, you know, a lot of changes we've had a crazy year. Um, and I hope to be a mentor to you all. So thank you, Stephanie, for inviting me as a dream come true. I remember being in the schools, wanting to be a part of it. And now I am, and it just shows that dreams do come true when you work hard. So well, Gina, I think that's one thing that we can say about you. You are not a slacker, my friend. You have worked. I don't even believe that we have the opportunity to get you on today because you, you like Michael Jackson's song, got you, got you working day and night. Uh, you know, whether it's a podcast, clubhouse, one of your own salon classes, you're constantly helping the industry grow. And I'm so excited uh, to have you here because of your evolution into this industry. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you got started, Gina? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I actually made a presentation for you guys that I'd love to share. And I might get a little dark because my presentation is all black and brick and pretty and it's really cute. So hold on, let me share my screen with you guys. I've got Lady Gaga in the background, my idol. <laughs> can you see it, Stephanie? Yes, I can. I Beautiful. just saw Lady Gaga and now Elevate. Awesome. So, um, so many of you guys might know me or some of you guys might not know me, but, um, this presentation is called elevate the beauty industry. And it's pretty much the name of all of my presentations because it is my mission is to elevate the beauty industry. When I was first starting out, um, you know, I used to watch Tabitha salon takeover on Bravo and Tabitha used to say like, if I can just make the industry a little bit better than it was when I got, before I got here, then I'm good. And that always stuck with me even before I was a hairstylist and elevating the beauty industry is my mission. Um, if I'm not elevating the beauty industry, I don't do it. If it doesn't elevate the beauty industry, I don't make time for it when it comes to work. So it's really important to have a true mission. Um, so welcome to my presentation. This is me when my hair was dark. Now I'm going lighter. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Gina Bianca. I'm a color specialist specializing in corrective color. I like to be the last stop for everybody. So I like what, to do hair that nobody else can do. <laughs> I really love color corrections. It's my gift. It's something I love to do. I also love foiling. I have been teaching foiling all over the world for the past four or five years. I also teach digitally, but foiling and color and blonding, that is my gig. I'm a salon owner at the Network Salon, which is a booth rental salon, but I also owned a salon in Connecticut um, that is for employees. So I have a lot of experience in salon ownership. I'm a hair and business educator. I teach all over. I do life and business coaching, and I'm also an industry leader and mentor. I don't like to say influencer, even though that's kind of the word. Like I want to be a mentor. I want to be a role model, and I want to be a positive person to look up to um, for a lot of different reasons, especially as a woman, especially as somebody, you know, who really wants to empower others. Like I want to be a role model and a mentor. And my mission, like I shared with you guys, is to elevate the beauty industry. If it's not elevating the beauty industry, I don't do it. <laughs> Super easy when picking the things I'm going to do, right? Stephanie asked me to do this and I'm like, yeah, it's elevating the beauty industry. Hell yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I love that. Um, but <laughs> to, try to, get to, to try to get you to center around what it was like. I mean, you have so much to offer. I, I'm, I'm just so excited. <laughs> me too. I'm so excited to just be on a call with you. Stephanie is literally like blowing my mind anyways, but, um, what's in it for you. So what do you expect from this presentation? So today you're going to learn about my story, which is I'm just going to give you like a quick overview of how I got to where I am today. And, um, we're going to talk about some of the struggles that I went through in hair, not in hair, but basically like one of the biggest life lessons I learned was to put yourself first and we'll get there. My next, um, section is going to be about advice for students. So in this day and age, how to make yourself more competitive in the marketplace. And like, I always like to say, make it absolutely crazy for somebody not to hire you. So I know you guys are in school. I know you're starting your journey. And, um, you know, one question you might ask is how do I find a job? And the quality of our questions determine the quality of our life. So if we ask, how can I find a job? That's a question that's going to put up a lot of roadblocks sometimes like, Oh, well, this place is too far. This place isn't hiring, blah, 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 blah. A question you could ask is what can I do to make it absolutely crazy for them not to hire me? 
So that's what we're going to focus on in that section. And then I want to open it up for Q and a, so I'm going to go through this speedy Gonzalez, but I'm going to go through and kind of like get through it. But if you have questions along the way, write them in the chat, Stephanie, feel free to stop me, but I'd love to have enough time to do questions after. Cause that's like my favorite part is to actually talk to people. Cool. So let's start with my story. You're going to see some old pics of me. <laughs> <laughs> how I got into the beauty industry. So I started off in high school. I loved hair. I was the type of person, and I don't know if you can relate to this comment in the chat box, if you can relate to this, but I was the type of person to take all of my life out on my hair. So I was always like dealing with my trials and tribulations in life. I got bullied a lot in high school. I had a really rough upbringing in childhood. Um, you know, it was really hard for me. And I dealt with all of that by taking it out on my hair. I always had a different hair. I always was reinventing myself and creating like a new person out of my hair. It's a little, you know, it's like, Hey, is she okay? But like hair helped me survive. I swear. It was like something huge for me. Um, I loved it in high school. I had a really interesting senior project. I wanted to go be a plastic surgeon, but like, I didn't go to school. Like I was never showing up. I was a C student at best. I cut class all the time. I was a troublemaker and I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. And when I started applying for colleges, it wasn't happening for me. It just wasn't like, I didn't even make the deadlines on time. It just wasn't happening for me. Um, but at my senior year, I had a project that was like create any business and me and my friend, Amanda, who's on the bottom picture here, we created a business that was basically called beauty and the beast. And you walk in and one side is Kat Von D and the other side is Barbie and you go get tattooed. You guys can see, I have a lot of tattoos. You can go to get tattooed on one side and you go get your hair done on the other. And this was the first time I really thought about a future in hair. And I was really grateful for that project. I didn't really like the teacher that much, but that project changed my life. And I'm really grateful for her now. <laughs> so you just never know. <laughs> um, I was obsessed with hair and extensions. I used to go to downtown Waterbury, which is pretty gangster. And I used to get hair braided into my head. Um, I would go to like these crazy hair shops and get extensions. And I was just obsessed with hair all through high school. Um, and, you know, I think the real part of what I wanted, why I wanted to be a plastic surgeon and why I love transformation and why I wanted to reinvent myself is really my desire, goal, and passion of making an impact. Um, just like impact, like, wow, like change, like progress. Like, I really love that. And I think that in my early days, looking back, it really kind of guided me to where I am. So I wanted to go um, to be a plastic surgeon. And I also love to cook. And I didn't really get accepted anywhere and college just wasn't looking right for me. It's not for everybody. Um, and my mom was like, listen, you can live at home, but you have to be going to school. You can't be like living here and working. Like you have to go to school. And I didn't understand. And my mom used to always say to us, and we had a really difficult childhood going up. I was like, you know, my house had a lot of domestic violence. My dad is an alcoholic. Um, and he was always in and out of jail. He wasn't around and I had to raise my little brother and looking back, I took the responsibility and I did it. Um, but you know, my mom used to say, Gina, nobody can ever take your education away from you. 
And it's interesting because now in my coaching and teaching and everything, when my clients say, Gina, I'm starting over, I said, no, there's no such thing as starting over because nobody can take away from you who you've become and what you've learned. So my mom encouraged me and pretty much made it mandatory for me to go to school while I was living at home. And she really was passionate about education and really wanted me to be involved in education. So I started looking at schools. Um, my hairdresser at the time had just graduated Paul Mitchell, the school in North Haven. And she was so cool. Like she was just the coolest. Like she had perfect blonde hair. She did my hair. She was super cool. I wanted to be like her. I was like 17 and she was like the only person I thought was cool. And I was always in the salon because I love getting my hair done. And my, um, you know, my now mentors were just like, you need to go to Paul Mitchell, the school. And I was just like, I'll check it out you know, like I'll check it out, whatever. I walked into that school and my life was never the same. I didn't know if I'd belong. I always kind of felt like I didn't belong growing up. I always felt like the odd one out. And I think that's because of my childhood and my trauma. When I walked into the school, I didn't know if I would belong and I didn't know if I could do it, but I did it anyway. And I remember the fear walking in on my first day, wondering if my clothes were good enough, wondering if my black outfit I get like choked up thinking about it, but I was so scared to start, but I did it anyway. And sometimes when I get that feeling of resistance and vulnerability now as an adult woman, I know I'm on the right track. When I feel that little resistance, it's like, you got to push through because that's where growth happens. You guys. So I went to Palm Mitchell, the school and my life was never the same. Yeah. Um, I was a total overachiever and visionary. Like I was the person setting up chairs, taking out the trash. I was the person doing it all. Um, some of these pictures, you know, <laughs> the, to the left with me holding my scissors, I was just like, I am so badass. Like I was so cool. Um, this picture with the orange hair, that's my friend, Chelsea. She was on my business cards. Um, the picture that's kind of blocking with my face, that's me and JP, you can't really see it. And then that's my class photo through the bottom. Um, I loved school. I felt like I belonged, you know, I wasn't really good in regular school, but in hair school, I shined because, you know, your talent can be taught, but it's really about wanting to be there and being present. So I shined in hair school. And one day I came across Robert Cromines. I heard him on like Win Claybaugh's master's tapes. And I saw his DVDs or his CDs in my school's take-home store. And I was just like, I'll listen to these. And I had a 45 minute commute. I have to tell you guys, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with the most. And I had Robert in my ear for 45 minutes to and from school. And he's the reason I have a podcast today because I want to be in your ear for 45 minutes to and from school. He impacted <laughs> my career so much, so much. And um, I listened to him every single day every single day. My mom literally still is just like, Oh my God, the bagpipes, because he had the bagpipe music and she just laughs because she was a part of it too. And, and for my mom to see me now, she's just like, Oh my God. And like, she knows Stephanie, she knows, and it's like dreams do come true, but it happens when you work really hard and we'll talk about it. So I told you guys, I'm a color specialist. I go by the hair doctor. That was like my original name on Instagram um, and on Facebook and on Twitter. Like it, when social media was coming out when I was just starting and on Twitter, I was the hair doctor. Like, I don't even think I made a tweet, but my Twitter handle was the hair doctor. Cause we all thought, well, Twitter did get big, but like for our industry, it's Instagram, let's be honest and YouTube. 
So eventually in school, towards the end, I got to meet my mentors, Robert and Mary. I, they were coming to our school and I was just like, I'm going to be a model. Like I'm going to be there. And I had just gotten my haircut by an incredible haircutter, um, Nick Jarden, incredible haircutter. He had cut my hair and, um, Robert was just like, you have a great haircut. You don't need a haircut. And I was crushed. I was just like, oh my God, like, I'm going to have to sit in the audience. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't want to sit in the audience. I don't want to watch. I want to be there, you know? And I I was like, I have to be there. And he asked me, do you want to assist us? And I about dropped dead. And I was like, yes, anything that you need, I will take out the trash. I'll do the chairs. I will like literally scrappy cocoa, like hold the vacuum as the hair falls down. I will do anything. I got to assist Mary all day long on for 16 hours. Look at me go, like, look at me in my prime and my glory. I was like freaking out. Okay. This whole time. And it was so serious for me because I wanted Mary to think I was her second set of hands. And I feel like I did such a good job that day, but it was a 16 hour day. And I left floating out of the school. And I was just like, I'm moving to California. I'm going to work for Robert Cromings. And that was when I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, more pictures, you know, I just have to make sure you guys know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then I graduated school and, you know, I graduated school and I went right into being an assistant. So I got offered a job at an amazing salon in Connecticut. And the gig is you assist for two years and then you walk into a full clientele. And I was like, done. And I got hired because I was like a total visionary. And like, you know, my paper said everything. I'm amazing. Phase two, all of the things. And they were guest artists at the school all the time. So they knew how it went. And I also was that little like kid with like the glint in their eye. I was just like, hey, do you need help? Like always at the guest artist, always there to be like, hey, like, do you need anything? And just make myself available and being present. It's so important to be there, not on your phone, to be in the moment, you guys. And, um, I quit my first job with them. I was there for like a few months, but long story short, I got tickets to see Lady Gaga. It wasn't even ticket. I got a job on Craigslist to like hand out surveys, but I'm like obsessed with Lady Gaga. I actually have her tattooed on me, but I literally was like, can I please go to Lady Gaga? I won tickets on the radio. Totally lied. And they were just like, no. And I was like, okay, I quit. And I just left. And I remember, um, I don't know if anyone's a Lady Gaga fan, but I remember at the end of the gig, we were able to sneak into the concert. We didn't even get to go in. I snuck into the concert and I heard her singing speechless on the piano. And I remember the moment where I felt like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I just, from that moment, I'm like, I trust my journey. It's going to be fine. And that was a huge moment for me because it was a huge risk to quit my job, but I knew something else would happen. And it kind of paved the way for me to just like follow my heart. And I've always been following Lady Gaga. I just love her. I know it sounds silly, but it's okay to have heroes. (laughs) It is. Um, So my first real salon job after that was at Jessica's Color Room in Middletown, Connecticut. And every job I interviewed at before, I was like, yeah, I'm going to own five salons. I'm going to be like Robert Cromines. I'm moving to California. Like literally the last thing any salon owner wants to hear when they're interviewing, I was saying that. Um, I believe even on my exit interview at school, they said, you're kind of cutthroat. We wouldn't hire you. And I was just like, well, (laughs) I fail (laughs) because I was just being super honest. I was like, 
I always spoke my dreams out there into the world. And Jessica hired me. She's like, it would be an honor if one of my students or one of my stylists worked at Robert Cromain. So I was just like, okay, this is the place she believes in me. And it was history from there. There I met my mentor, Tiffany. And I won't stay on these slides for too long because I want to get to Q&A with you guys. But what I learned from Tiffany is that a real mentor will give you the tough critique, the tough coaching that you don't want to hear. A good mentor cares about you enough to tell you so that you don't make a fool of yourself. Tiffany sent me home many times for smelling like a cigarette, many times for coming to work hungover. She corrected me and she really cared. And even when she gave me the tough critique, she would call me after and just be like, are you okay? But she gave to me the structure and mentorship and that leadership from a strong woman that I needed. And I'm forever grateful to her for that. Taught my first class on September 22nd, 2011. That was 10 years ago. I taught my first class. No one hired me, you guys. I begged my stylist friends to stay late so I could show them this ombre. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, Isn't it groundbreaking? <laughs> <laughs> groundbreaking, okay? Groundbreaking work, okay? I thought it was, but <laughs> that was my first class. Um, it didn't end up working out at Jessica's salon anymore. So I moved to the salon that originally I was going to where they were like, you should go to hair school. And I worked with my first mentor. She was great. I worked with her for a little bit, but then I really like, I started off and what I was really grateful for about Jessica's is when I started off in the salon, I was making straight hourly pay or commission, whatever's greater at jewels. It was commission only and 50% of nothing is nothing. And it was a lot to like build my clientele in a new place, even though it was closer to home, I was like, I need another job. So I started bartending and I really like kind of, you know, focus more on bartending than hair. So it didn't work at Jules either because I wasn't fully committed and I was kind of focused on the bar and I was like, okay, I was doing hair at home here and there. So I kind of just moved into my mom's dining room and this was my first station. Do you love the red walls? How do you think the color looked with that red wall? <laughs> Everything was orange, everything. But this was my first station. This was like my first thing. And I remember buying from Pier 1, the mirror, the cabinet. I still have the cabinet. Um, and, you know, humble beginnings, people, humble beginnings. After I worked in my house for like two years, I got reported it probably wasn't even two years it was probably like eight months I exaggerate sometimes but it was literally like not that long but it felt like a long time but I got reported from my neighbor because there were so many cars in my driveway like I was booming doing hair at my house so they were like you have to find a place to work and I'm just like okay so I found seven different salons and I didn't fit in anywhere like I was the go-getter in the room and sometimes that's a lonely person, a lonely place to be when you're the only go-getter. Remember I said, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. It was really hard for me to find a salon. I just didn't fit in. So I put all of that energy into marketing myself and saving money. And this is when Instagram first came out. Um, this was my first Instagram post, the first post I ever did. I don't think anyone was using it for hair, but the first post I ever made was for hair. And um, after that, everything kind of changed. I really was documenting my work. And in order for me to be successful, I needed people to know that I did hair. 
So I was putting it out there, even if it wasn't great. I was doing hair videos when Facebook just launched video and it was not good. It was with like a razor phone or something. So it wasn't perfect, but I put it out there that I did hair. I put my energy into marketing and saving all of my money because I knew I had to create my own culture. I knew I wanted to have a salon and I eventually took a huge bet on myself and opened Gina Bianca hair. This is our before space. And then this is what it looked like after. So we did a beautiful job with this place. We were open for five years. You could see the hanging blow dryers. Obviously I was watching Robert and everything that he does, but we had the hanging blow dryers. We had the whole shebang. Um, that's my first little team prize. My salon was gorgeous. Paul Mitchell focus, duh. <laughs> um, we had our wash house. People were like, did you make all this up? And I'm just like, yeah, no, <laughs> like I heard it on a CD, you know, but I did it. I went for it. And, um, I was a salon owner for five years. I'm still a salon owner today, just in a different way so that I could focus more on my brand and business and, and not have to focus so much on a lot of different brands and businesses, which every artist is a brand and business. And, you know, I decided I'll get to it later, but we evolved into a different model. So leveling up and becoming an educator. So as you guys remember on in 2011 is when I taught my first class and I wanted to be an educator when I was at watching guest artists. Like it was my dream to be doing what I'm doing now. And like, just like take that in, you know, like take in like, and celebrate your victories. My therapist and I are working on the fact that like I go, go, go. And I don't stop and celebrate. Like I'm living my dream right now. A lot of us are living our dreams right now and we don't even realize it because we've got one foot in the future, one foot in the past and no foot in the present. Like I'm here now teaching you guys and this has been my dream forever, right? So it's just like really awesome to just take a second and just be like, wow, I wanted to be an educator. These are all pictures of me educating. <laughs> um, I got my education experience and there's a lot of ways you can become an educator, right? But you can always go through a brand like Paul Mitchell has an amazing national educator program. Um, for me, I got my experience teaching by training all of my little babies who are just like you guys right out of school. I trained them right under my wing and I trained all of my assistants. I trained maybe 30 artists and that is how I got my education and teaching experience, because if you want to be an educator, you have to educate every day. I don't care where you do it, but you have to educate every single day. And if you want to be an educator, you need to learn to break things down. Like the person is five. I'm not saying you guys are five, but if you don't get it, you can't just be like, okay, well, you don't get it. You have to be able to break it down further. Training my assistants was the biggest gift ever given to me because I was able to be a teacher. I also taught at the schools any chance I got, I was volunteering. I was like, please let me teach for free. I was never asking for money as an educator. And it took me many, many years to get a paycheck from educating, but I love teaching and I'll do it for free every single day. It's my biggest passion in the world. It's definitely not about the money. Um, I taught on Instagram. So to be an educator, you need skill and you need an audience. You can get skill and audience from a brand with training and with their audience, or you can build it yourself. You know, you can build your own stage. So I built my own stage on Instagram and I do have a good amount of followers. Um, 
And it took a really long time. It took about nine years and then five years consistently of teaching and educating on Instagram to build credibility. What you see doesn't happen overnight and you just got to enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? So I taught a lot on Instagram. I had events in my salon. I was like, I was like, my salon is going to be the education hub of the Northeast. This is my first salon. My second salon is the education hub of the Northeast, but I wanted it. I had events. I hired people. I took my own money out of my pockets. And I said, here, please come teach. I didn't make money. I took the risk and I had people come in and we built credibility and it's a grassroots operation. It did not just happen. You know what I mean? And nobody knew who I was. Um, I love this little video. I always take pictures with my students. So this is a picture of me taking pictures with 75 people in LA that came out for my class and I cry. Like, I can't believe people even buy a ticket, you know? So I just, uh, started traveling and teaching. I've been traveling for four years now and I get to work on a platform, uh, with Joyco. And that was just a dream come true to be on a big stage. And I did awesome with no stage training. They're like, have you done this before? And I was like, no. And they're just like, you're a badass. And I just, you know, I killed it on stage, but think about it. I've been teaching since 2011. It's not my first rodeo, you know? So it really didn't happen overnight, although it might look like it did. Next, we closed my employee-based salon, which, oh my God, <laughs> I miss it so much, but I really don't because closing my uh, Gina Bianca hair salon gave me the freedom and flexibility to focus on ed my education business and just be a little more flexible. So now I have, um, it's going to be 26 chairs. We're expanding again now, but we have 16 chair salon, all booth rental, and my salon is an education facility of the Northeast. So people come from all over the world to come to the network. And we do classes with people like Tabitha Coffee. We do classes with Jacob Kahn. Obviously, Stephanie is coming. Obviously, Robert is coming. <laughs> Just going to put it out there in the world. Um, but some incredible and amazing artists, Larissa Love, Cassandra Platinum. So many amazing people have come to the network. And um, it's just been a dream come true. I started teaching online because I wanted to make my education affordable and make it more accessible. So I do have the network mastermind and that is my online education and coaching business where I do weekly coaching. So you can get on a call with me every single week in a group setting and do Q and A. And then I also post technical videos, business videos, and so much more, just so much as in mastermind, it's only $40. So mastermind has been the network and the network mastermind are pretty much my full-time gigs. Now that's where I spend a lot of my energy and it just gives me so much joy to work on those things. As you can see, the salon's beautiful, but we do big, amazing classes. It's so amazing. And this is really cool because this is where people can really connect. And I feel like the people attracted to me are kind of like me, maybe the overachiever, maybe someone who like really wants connection and community, but maybe it's just that overachiever in the salon, the visionary. And these people... Remember, I keep saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. This room is where I always want to be. Um, so the network gave me freedom and flexibility so I can teach you guys and do what I love to do, which is education. Now, the last part of the about me section is becoming an influencer slash role model. So everybody's really an influencer because all you have, one of my favorite quotes is the only thing you get to take with you in this life is who you become. The only thing you get to take with you in this life is who you've become. And the only, only thing I have to share with you guys is my story. I could show you a technique. You can learn a technique from anybody. And we all have a story that's waiting to be told. And um, for me, 
being an influencer, yeah, we all got something to sell, but I think the biggest thing for me is to share my story to you all and hopefully make you feel a little bit less alone. I struggled for a long time. Um, as all of my dreams and my career was coming to a head, what people didn't know, and remember I was sharing with you guys my difficult childhood and upbringing, and um, you know, I was bullied a lot. I was a victim of sexual assault, a survivor of sexual assault, really. Um, I had a lot of stuff happening, and the way that I coped and survived was through work, drugs, and alcohol. And nobody really knew that I was struggling because I'm a high achiever. Like I'm an overachiever. Like I make it all look good, but inside I was falling apart and the stress was like boiling over. My resentments were like at an all time high. I was not happy. And I got to the point where my life had become unmanageable. The middle picture is me and my best friend that night. I almost killed her and I in the car and I got a DUI. And that was when I was 18. And it took me until I was 28 years old to realize that I had a problem. And um, last year in 2020, in September, I went away to rehab for six weeks with no phone. I lived with 10 amazing women and I had three roommates. If you had told me I was going to like leave my life and go do something like that and only focus on myself, I would tell you, no way. I could never see myself taking a week off, let alone six weeks off. But it was the best thing that I ever, ever did. And I took some time away to focus on myself. Um, Demi Lovato, actually, right now, I don't really agree with everything she says, but in the moment when she had that song, it's okay not to be okay. That song, what came out like right around the time I was looking to go away. And, um, it was really hard to make the decision to put my life on hold. And to be honest, you guys, quality medical or quality mental health care is a privilege. Like I am so privileged to be able to go away and focus on myself and receive the quality of care that I got. Um, Lady Gaga, her story and how open and vulnerable she is with her story and her growth is also a huge reason that I really wanted to take care of myself because I didn't want to take all of the talent and all of the, I have to give and put it to waste by putting myself last because I was going to end up dead especially drinking and driving. It's really like scary to share that like on a live and to be recorded that I drank and drove, but like I was out of control when I was drinking and it was only a matter of time before I was dead. I had gotten the DUI. I had sabotaged relationships. I had put myself at risk. I had gone to jail. I had lost money. I had crashed cars, you know, but I didn't die yet. And it got to the point in my life where I was just like, I have way too much to lose. I need to get help. And um, in culmination with a few things, you know, Demi Lovato song that came out, Lady Gaga sharing her story, my assistant, Alexandra, who's just such a beautiful blessing in my life. She wrote on our little quote board in the salon, asking for help as a sign of strength. And inside I was suffering, but nobody knew because I make it look so easy. And one day I asked for help. And 
that day changed my entire life forever. So if you get anything from this presentation, if you're hurting, please try and be brave and ask for help because somebody cares. And, um, you know, that's just, you know, really important for me to share because without that experience, I don't think I'd be here talking to you. I was out of control. And um, all of the achievements I shared before that, you would have no idea, you know, and a lot of people don't realize um, that people are struggling. So try to be there for your friends. And if you're struggling, ask for help. My therapist helped me change my life. She is an incredible, incredible person. And without her, I don't think I'd be here. So I took some time away. Uh, I had to work on myself and I realized I had to change. But the thing is, life is not happening to us. It is happening for us. It's one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins. All of that was happening for me. It seemed like such a, it seemed like so annoying that like, why me, why me, why me? But like, sometimes God puts things on your plate so that you can overcome and share with others. And like I said, the only thing I have to give in this life is my story. So I hope that by sharing it with you guys, that it helps at least one person ask for help or, you know, believe in themselves, never give up. And, you know, I hope it really helps you um, be inspired to put yourself first. And that's going to bring me to, you know, the biggest lesson in life, you know, for the longest time, my number one value was success. But in order for me to feel success, I had to sell out my classes, be fully booked, make a million dollars. I had to do all of these things. And if they didn't happen perfectly, I didn't feel success. And it was almost like I was on a highway to hell and a dirt road to happiness. Like I just wasn't happy um, no matter what. And one of the biggest things I learned was that, hey, in order to have all of these things that you want and in order to make an impact, because like I shared with you guys before, my biggest goal is to make an impact. I want to elevate the beauty industry. I want to have the world be a better place. I want to be a significant person in someone's life. You know, I want to change the world, but guess what? You guys, without you, you're not here. You can't do it if you're dead. Okay. You can't do it if you're dead. So putting your health first, I think is the number one thing. And, and when I came home from treatment and even before that I had been trying to implement this, but I really needed a break to like see my life for what it truly was now on my values. And I do have values that I go by. Like I have a set integrity of values. So it's health, love, boundaries, vulnerability, making an impact, health, love, vulnerability, boundaries, making an impact can't have all of those things. You can't make an impact without the things above, right? And health has to be number one because I can't do it if I'm dead. And sometimes it's life or death. Okay. So number one, put yourself first. And that means put your health first, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. There's four kinds of health. I'm sure you can add 40 more, but this is what I want to share with you today. Without you, you're not here. You can't do it if you're dead. Physical health is incredibly important exercise, eating right, sleep, yoga, take care of your body. You only get one mental health therapy. If you need a therapist, please find one life-changing asking for help as a sign of strength. And guess what? Saying no, I say no to way more things now 
than I did before. Like, yes, we want to be a visionary, but you don't have to say yes to everything, especially, you know, there's this thing and it's going to bring us to emotional health. Stop numbing and start feeling your feelings because your body has like this amazing thing called feelings. And if somebody comes to me and I don't have a good feeling about it, my body is telling me, but I can't read the signs if I'm numbing out. So if you're numbing with drugs, alcohol, anything that's numbing you out, food, TV, phone, like, you know, one of my biggest addictions now is my phone. It's just something to replace. You know what I mean? So thinking about, are you numbing your feelings? Start feeling your feelings. I know it's the most beautiful gift and the most scariest uncertainty. <laughs> it's like feeling your feelings. It's like, oh, I don't want to feel this. But like when you break through and sometimes like, you know, the feelings of love and joy and passion, like those are the biggest gifts of life and you can't feel those. So if you numb bad feelings, you're numbing good feelings too. So look at your life and are you numbing out? Um, and talk to your friends about this. Like you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. And if you don't have people in your life who you can confide in and talk to find new friends, join a community, start, start in recovery. You know, we're all recovering from something and there are people out there who are awake and I'm not talking about woke. I'm talking about awake who realize there's more to life than stuff and phone and likes and money and cars and clothes drinking and partying and drugs and like all of these things to just drown it away. There are people out there like me. And I know so many people who are just like me. I just wasn't focused on finding them. So stop numbing and start feeling and really take an honest look at yourself and say, what am I numbing? Or you can say one of my favorite things, what am I unwilling to feel? Maybe journal on that. So spiritual health, um, super important to me. I'm a very spiritual and religious woman. Like I literally, it's one of the most important things in my life. Certainty for me comes in my higher power and that's different for everybody. Your higher power could be this chapstick. Your higher power does not have to be whatever society might picture it to be. Your higher power can be anything. It could be earth. It could be anything, but just something greater than yourself um, really trying to improve that connection to you and to yourself and build your certainty around something that's not a thing, you know, um, that's been really, really, really helpful for me is to have my certainty and my purpose here on earth and to really, you know, focus on that instead of everything I can't control. So my advice for you guys, now we're going to shift gears slightly. And, you know, I really, you guys are future professionals and I know that you're looking for a job and I know that it's a weird time to be in the industry, even though it's the best time, there's always a gift in everything. But, um, I really wanted to give you some hair advice. I shared my story. I shared all this stuff with you guys. You guys get to know me on a deeper level, right? Like you got to know me like really great. Um, we're best friends now, I hope. <laughs> But I wanted to just give you some quick advice um, and just some blunt advice. You know, people love me because I'm blunt um, and I don't, you know, beat around the bush with it. I'll just tell you straight. Like my mentor told me, like I said, it was the best gift ever. My advice for you guys is to elevate your circle. You are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong freaking room. So look around. You're, you are the average whether you think you are or not, elevate your circle and get into a place where people can, you can learn from people. Okay. Like there are people out there and you just have to find them. 
And it's scary. I remember the feeling when I was walking into the school for the first time, I was like, oh my God, like, uh, I was like, do I fit? And then I found people. Um, embrace video content. This is kind of out there for the conversation we've been having, but this is some of the best advice I can ever give any of you right now. If your dream salon is not hiring, if you want to get a job with your mentor, if you can't find a job, or if you need to get your foot in the door, you know, starting out as a receptionist or doing something to get into your dream job, learning and embracing video content is the future. Every stylist coming out of a Paul Mitchell school should understand that video is the future. And just like we took photo taking classes, you guys have to learn video. There's a billion YouTube videos where you can watch, but if you can film for your mentor, like Alexandra, she graduated Paul Mitchell, the school, we were not hiring, but she had a YouTube channel. And I was just like, you know, video. And I hired her right away because there was so much value. And she turned out to be the most incredible gift in my life. I love her one of my favorite people on the planet, but I wasn't hiring. And I had just closed my son. I was like, I'm done with employees, but she knew video and I knew she would be able to add value to our business. And I didn't have to teach it to her. So if in your spare time, if you're looking to have a new skill, don't underestimate video content. My favorite app is InShot. And that app, if you just use it for like three years, editing videos, just use it and you'll learn it. I didn't take a class on it. I just used it every day. Um, and gather content of all of your guests in video, horizontal, uh, horizontal, vertical, portrait, landscape, however you want to call it. Gather content because you can always reuse it and you can always make cool videos. And it's actually really fun. Please learn video. I got to say, like, if I wasn't hiring and you showed up and your resume said that you know how to do video or you have a YouTube channel, even if you're passionate about your YouTube channel, the fact that you could help me with mine or the fact that you could help me film, big deal. The next thing is, is to stay out of the break room. The only thing you get in the break room is a bigger belt and a bad attitude. <laughs> what do you get on the floor? You get mentorship, you get experience, you get communication, you get energy, you get fun. Listen, stay out of the break room. You wouldn't catch me dead in the break room. Uh-uh. I'm going to be with the busiest stylist, handing them foils, learning their every move. So if they need something, I'm already doing it. They don't even have to ask. And that brings me to our next one, which is um, learning to anticipate need. This is one of the greatest skills as an assistant that you can ever have like the greatest skill ever learn what I need before I have to ask you, because if I always have to ask you, I'm already done with you. <laughs> this is blunt. Okay. You guys, so don't be scared of me. I'm so nice, but this is what your mentor won't say unless they're a really good mentor. And then they will say it to you, <laughs> but learn to anticipate need, learn to anticipate need, learn what they want. I, um, learn what they need before they have to ask. So if I need a bowl of lightener, if I've got three foils left on my lightener, you're already going to mix it. All you have to ask me is 10 or 20 volume. Do you have a foiling comb in your pocket in case I drop mine? Do you have clips on you in case I run out of clips? Um, does my guest, when my guest gets there, the right way, their before pictures are taken, videos are already taken, they're ready to go. And all you have to do is come back and help me mix. Anticipate need. And how you get that is by being observant and present, Okay. Um, before we get to this one, I think I have another one. Yes. Enjoy the present. Okay. And I'll go back to the last one. 
the present moment is all we have. Remember, we don't want to have our foot in the past, the foot in the future. We want to be in the present and you can't be in the present or anticipate need or enjoy the moment. If you're on your phone, especially during work, I give people three warnings with the phone. I say, get off the phone or I'm going to smash it. (laughs) You're here with me. Be present with me. It's like if your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever is on the phone, when you want to be present, it's the same thing at work. Okay. Be present. Enjoy the present moment. And you will be the best assistant ever. If you are present, you will be the best stylist ever to your guest. If you're present and in the moment and you're connecting with them, you'll be the best salon owner ever. If you're connecting and present with your team, if you see what's going on, if you're not distracted, you'll be the best educator ever. If you can look at everybody's face and see when the light bulb goes off and see their questions, see their face, but you can only do that if you're present. Okay. It's the most beautiful gift in life is the present moment. It's truly all we have. And we only get it once. Gina, 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 Gina. I feel like this has been one of the most open and honest and amazing conversations that we at Paul Mitchell have had the pleasure to have you on. Uh, I took a bucket of notes, you know, uh, And I really feel that uh, what you shared with us today was just so wonderful. I know that in the chat box, people are like blown away. I have to say I was really blown away uh, when we had our little rehearsal for this. You got on the web, you're on Mastermind and you showed me so much content that, you know, we go on things from time to time, but you are a regenerator for sure. That's why you're hiring Alexandra because she can film, she can edit. That is just a plethora of information. And I think that was fantastic. All right, guys, I'm going to end the recording there. It is just one of my favorite, favorite, favorite recordings I've ever done. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I hope to see you in person at one of my classes soon or in Mastermind or even just on Instagram. I'll talk to you all soon and hope you have an amazing day.